everybody. This is Emmanuel Cookerman E. Holloway. Uh, it's your boy, Stephen Newman. Hey, and we are excited to have another episode of Financial Therapy. We're going to continue today with our uh, book series, author Gary Gunderson. Um, we're excited. So we're going to discuss, so you have an overview, we'll be discussing the four types of expenses, destructive expense, protective expense, consumptive or lifestyle expense, productive expense. These are good. Um, also, the three levels of finance. And in addition to that, guys, we're also going to be talking about his ways of putting your financial house in order uh, by setting up four accounts. We'll go over the peace of mind account, what the wealth creation account is, what the living wealth account is, as well as a bonus account, the charitable giving account. And also to understand that, you got to understand your main money personality type. So he has five of these, actually, the saver, the spender, the avoider, and the giver, and the amasser. These are very important. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in um, if you're driving. Also, we want to uh, definitely uh, give our – well, I'm going to say this. Slow down. I want to <laughs> – <peace. laughs> it's a lot of emotions going on right now. So you, I want to make sure I choose my words uh, appropriately because um, as as a black man, in 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 America, uh, I'm I, I want to say I'm very hopeful because I was able to have a lot of conversations with, you know, the, uh, other races, other, con- other members from other countries about the current state of America, um, and I believe that this conversation about getting our house in order will allow us to bring value um, within our personal economics, and then as we grow, it'll teach us how to grow to be able to do it at a at a more um, macro level if that makes any sense so i think this is very important go ahead all right so uh yeah so the first expense is steve we have a conversation we talk about this all the time uh we 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 talk about this with our clients we try to break it down into very very small actionable steps um and the word expenses tend to sometimes make people cringe i know it used to make me cringe um, but the first expense is the destructive expense. And this might be uh, one that, you know, is, is, is well, for me, I'm going to speak from a personal experience, is one I had to get a hold of early on. I had to get this, get this one under. A destructive expense is a, is a vice or a weakness like drugs or gambling. And we had a very good episode, so we appreciate everybody who tuned, tuned in. We had that episode because of this conversation. Um, the destructive expense is the vices, the weaknesses of likes of drugs, gambling, um, but not even just those. And I, you, you could definitely, you brought this one to my my attention. Um, the negative effect of draft fees and, and any of those reoccurring uh, subscriptions um, that push you toward poverty or debt rather than prosperity. What's your what's your, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think it comes down to two things. It's the the vices that are destructive, you know, that do harm to your body, your human life value in any type of way, put you in additional risk. If it's an illicit drug, uh, gambling to where you're putting money at stake without, you know, the return, uh, you're being hooked on the dopamine of gambling. Uh, but also the other destructive expenses, which is not paying things on time. 
missing payments, uh, the negative impacts on your credit because of that. Uh, what that does to your future spending is going to cost you to do the same things you do now. It's going to cost you a little bit more. People understand this uh, when they think about their driving record and what, how, what impacts it has on uh, your car insurance. So any, anything that either behavior-wise or indirectly, um, yeah, anything behavior-wise that's doing any type of harm to you physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually uh, can be thrown into this destructive expense. Oh, that's tough. I remember my dad used to tell me, you got to think of it as looking at your balance sheet. <laughs> if you want to make a decision, you need to look at your balance sheet, son. I'm like, sheesh. Cause... And then if you messed up, you'd be like, yep, that's a bought lesson. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't want no many bought lessons that are not going to create prosperity. All right. So the next moving right along, the consumptive, consumptive or lifestyle expenses, such as vacation or buying flat screen TVs or expenses that are fun and build memories. Um, we recommend these because these are very important. But the experiences, you know, you only live once, but we also want to understand the depths of it. So what's your thoughts on that, Steve? Uh, I, this, I like, so this is what I like about the expenses category. Uh, there can be such a connotation when you think of the word expense. Especially, you know, from, you know, the frugal, you know, mindset, it's like, oh, I got to spend money on what? So you, uh, you have a tendency to have a negative connotation to expenses. So I like how they break these up in the category. So I feel like the first one, destructive, is kind of obvious to people uh, because of the nature of the, the expense. But I like the consumptive or lifestyle expenses um, as being one that he talks about. Uh, it's not necessarily to look down upon. Uh, but to simply to categorize it and, and keep it in mind that even though it generates memories, uh, it, it generates experiences, which I think is important when you talk about exposure, uh, that even though it's a consumptive lifestyle, meaning you'll use it up and it'll be gone, uh, it's still important to build those memories and enjoy your life uh, in the process. Okay. So I like, I like it. That was pretty cool. All right, so protective expenses. This is a this is a good one, which are used to protect your property and human life value, including your mindset and happiness. This is the area that most often gets overlooked. Protective expenses include your liquid savings, which should be enough to cover a minimum of six months' expenses. You know, we talked about that all the time in previous episodes. Um, these savings won't be overly productive in terms of earning interest, but they will be there to protect you and prevent you from worrying about money every second. Um, other protective expenses include life insurance, disability insurance, medical insurance, auto insurance, and emergency preparedness. Hmm. Very interesting. All right. That's pretty, yeah. So I like the breakdown here uh, because basically what it, it says is there are going to be expenses that are necessary uh, for you to protect everything that you do. And it's going to be expense for that. So you call them protective expenses. Uh, typically, these expenses are ongoing. Uh, so it's not necessarily a consumptive type of expense, but it's there just in case. He describes a lot of the protections at the bottom, the life insurance, the disability, the medical insurance, auto and emergency preparedness. Uh, so I think 
Uh, emergency preparedness is an interesting one. I wonder, you know, what what our viewers would think of what emergency preparedness would be. Uh, just to add in, I, 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 my opinion would be just from personal experience. If you want to get your wisdom teeth pulled, you want to make sure you have the money set aside because if you don't address it now, it's going to grow and escalate. So Ooh, it, it's going to be painful. It's going to be painful, and then now, uh, when the demand is low or the opportunity isn't in your favor, the price may be up. And now you have to, you have to pay the ultimate price. And that's what happened with me. So if, had you been prepared um, and went on and paid, right, had the money set it aside, I know, right. But if you had the money set aside, then when it was time for me to address the issue, I could have addressed it, but no, you wanted to do other things. This is another bought lesson for me. I wanted to do other things. So when it was time to do, get my wisdom to pool, I had to pay maximum price, you know, and I'm sure I'm interested to hear what the viewers have to say about that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think we'll have some pretty colorful comments about uh, protective expenses and having them in place and not having them in place. Mm. All right. Uh, yep. So moving right along, productive expenses, which are expenses that allow you to expand your cash flow, Grow your business, 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 and build your assets. <laughs> business. Yeah, your business. Have your business, please. Just have me, your me and your mama business. <laughs> Just mind your business. Just mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they might be, inco- they might be, I'm sorry, inconvenient into your, I'm sorry, this might be investments into your business, like hiring a great employee. It might be an expense like education, whereby whole new worlds of opportunities are opened up for you. Uh, I think that's, I think that's very. I don't want to say self-explanatory, but I think it's very inspiring. That's what I want. That's what I want to say. Yeah, I, I think it is as well. I like the fact one is is productive expenses, uh, which to some again, you know, pay attention to how you react to the words that you hear. Because the summit may feel like an oxymoron. It's like, how is an expense productive? But there's, he talks about what qualifies it as productive. So I, I think the other thing um, that's key is to remember that words mean things. And, and he, categorizes, he categorizes these uh, specific to their nature. So if it expands your cash flow, if it grows your business, if it builds assets, uh, so we talk a lot about uh, human life value, and so does Gary Gunderson. Uh, when you talk about your cash flow, it comes from that human life value. So what we've learned historically is it was to go to school, get an education, and that would enhance your human life value, both through the people you meet, so that's your relationship capital, and also through the things you learn, which would be your mental capital. And you would come out of it uh, with stronger in each category uh, hence producing a uh, higher income. Uh, so now, you know, that view needs to be broadened because <laughs> as we know, you know, we have to bring reality to these things. You have to keep these expenses in mind and where, what percentage or what impact it can have uh, on the rest of, you know, your expenses and the things that you need to do or want to do. Uh, so I like categorizing the expenses because it helps you to shape really how are you spending your money now so where's most of your money going 
and what category does it fall in? I think that's the easy one that people can go through. Uh, but then the other thing is uh, be real clarify about um, the idea of the productive uh, expense and making sure that you have a mechanism to, or something, you, you know, you're thinking about it because you don't want to just say, oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll make more money because I do X, Y, and Z. Uh, really think about what is the true cost of what you're, what you're spending and find a way or have a way to measure uh, that return. And don't be narrow focused in your return. Um, it's not just about the money you get back, you know, from like a stock investment, um, but it may also include, you know, the type of person you become. That's another part of uh, school, which for others is really just exposure in a different place around different people. Uh, so maybe for others, that could be taking a trip overseas. Uh, for some, it's backpacking through various parts of the world. Um, you know, there's so many different ways to think about productive expenses. Uh, we would also like to challenge you guys not to just think of education as simply a four-year degree, but think about education in all its forms. Mm. Education never stops. Never stops. Uh, so with the expenses, I, I agree with you. I like the fact that expenses is not a negative or a positive thing. It's just, it is what it is. It's very neutral. And it's how you maximize your expenses and manage your expenses to understand transitioning into the levels of finances. I also want to point out that before you invest in and hand your money over to somebody to be invested, make sure that you invest in yourself. And that's, that's, Great what you just mentioned, because education is what's going to get your human life value up. And and you don't you might not even understand it or can even account for the intrinsic value that's within you until that opportunity comes because you have opened yourself up to growing. Like you, for example, for me, um, I was a communication major. I wanted to do video broadcasting. I wanted to do all of these things. I did not know anything about podcasts at school. I didn't know anything about, I knew about radio because after basketball games, they would invite me to uh, talk after the games and say, yeah, 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 this, that, what happened? Uh, what'd you think about this, that, and the third? Um, but that was my, that was what I studied. And I had to do write papers and do research. I didn't know where I was going to be going with that. But that was embedded in me. That became a part of my identity. Um, and now here we are right now. And then now we're beginning to flourish. Uh, so, you know, that's just inspiration to everybody. Invest in your human life value. And whatever you went to school for or whatever book you're reading, you're, it's going to come back. You're going to be able to check out, just like a library, you'll be able to check out those valuable pieces in you and be able to utilize them to bring an impact. And I think that's very important. So make sure you invest in yourself. And now we're going to understand the levels of the financial pyramid. I don't want to say pyramid. Uh, it's the, the, the three levels of finance. Three levels of finance, correct. And this, the first one, and we believe you have to protect against uncertainty. If you don't know what's going to happen, uh, we, we like to say prepare for the worst, protect against the worst, uh, and, and, and hustle for productivity. Uh, and that includes, you know, a six months of liquid savings, your life insurance, your estate plans, your emergency preparedness. We talked about that earlier. So those are the things that are very, 
are, are very important in that level. What else, Steve? All right. So uh, just take a step back. So we're talking about the three levels of finance and what he describes uh, as a measuring stick to see where you are uh, in your finance. So the first level is what's called the base level, which he explained was guarding against uncertainty. So I know we like to use the analogy a lot of uh, sports analogy of offense and defense. Uh, so think of level one as your defense. And you're putting things in place uh, for in case of emergency, uh, for assurance, uh, as you go out in life and do various things. We all understand the idea that life has inherent risk. So step or level one of those finances is all about preparing yourself in the event that any of those risks in life happen to you. Uh, so he likes to mention that this is the foundation of all of your investments because the biggest risk that you have, uh, according to what would the rock Brothers do is simply if something happens to you, uh, whether it be a surprise, whether it be any sort of issue. And he says, before you move on to the offense, which we'll get to, uh, you want to make sure that you have your defense sound type. Well said. Way to break that down. Uh, then level two. Yeah. So level two is the middle level. Uh, this is where he talks about building your wealth creation system. Uh, if you have funded, so he mentions, uh, give a excerpt here. So if you have funded all of level one, then it's time to figure out what to do with the rest of your money. Where can you put that money so that it will flow most effectively? What is the best way to preserve money for you? The best way to automatically build wealth, he describes, is with an infrastructure and system. But I think those questions are uh, critical for people making that transition. And yeah, I know we talked about sort of the, you know, what we saw as far as like the mental shift from level one to level two uh, and that perspective uh, that needs to have a slight change when you go from defense to offense. Yeah. I like his prudence. I like his prudence. And I, my thoughts are the for the listeners in the audience, these are questions that pertain to everybody. Everybody can ask these and it's going the answers are going to definitely be different because your person your your goals and your vision is going to be different. And we, we discussed uh this in uh, investment discovery previously. Um and investment discovery, we like to call it the dream book. Now this is a transition into the the, the level three, but with the discussion with similar to the prudency when you ask these questions, the prudency of the questions that he asked, let me slow down, similar to the prudent questions that he asked, the investment discovery is the question that you ask to understand who you are and have your identity of what you're trying to accomplish. So in the level two, you have where are you going to put your money? How can it flow effectively? And then when you transition into level three and you want to get more advanced, you have more of an actionable plan. You have more of actionable steps. You have, you have, and you're no longer gambling. We talked about the riverboat. If you, if you, if you are, if you are putting money in a speculation, that is not investing. That is just riverboat gambling. But if you have an understanding of who you are, you have an understanding of what type of criteria, what you value. And this is why the investment discovery is important. This is why the dream book is important. When you understand who you are, what type of values you stand upon, what criteria you have, what do you know to be successful, then when you look at other opportunities, you 
are not guessing. You are making moves. So that's exactly exactly. So guys, think of the step to the middle level as your investor discovery. So this is the fun part. All right, this is exciting, guys. To be ready, think of this as opportunity. Think of this as optimism. This is you, you know you've done what you're supposed to do in level one. Uh, you know you did what your parents asked. You know you did your chores, so to speak. Now you now it's time. Now you can play outside. Think of it like that. Now it's time to play outside. So you've got all your insurances in place. You've got your liquid savings. Uh, you've got your six months stored. You know, in today's age, uh, we'd like to think of the 12, 12 month as the yardstick, but you've got at least six months there. And you've taken, you know, catastrophe off the table. So now you're able to move more freely uh, because you know that you're covered in certain areas as you move about in different phases and aspects of your life. So that first step, level one, you know, it, it does take some frugality for those who aren't there yet. Um, if you don't have the money saved up for your liquid savings, it's okay. So you're going you're gonna to need that frugality mindset. Uh, for It's going to serve a purpose for you. So like we talked about with those destructive expenses, or not, excuse me, destructive expenses, but the different types of expenses, you know, that categorization is going to be important for you to help you understand how you're already spending your money. And if you don't have those six months saved, then just look and see. Uh, and you're not on pace. So for those who are on pace, you know, kudos to you. We're glad you guys are moving in the right direction. Keep it up. But for those who are looking to. I think we lost one for a second. So just keep in mind. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Can you hear me? All right. So just keep in yeah. mind that uh, that you're going to need that frugality mindset to at least achieve the same. What I, what I what I wanted to what I wanted to add what I wanted to add when asked about where do you where are you going to put where are you going to put the money that is that is a conversation I believe that needs to be had off off uh, off podcast. If you have a professional, you have somebody that you're working with. Please have a conversation of where you can put your money. Do your research. There's multiple opportunities here. You, um, we'll dive deeper into conversations that we have. But where you put your money it will buy you time. Where you put it will buy you time when you start understanding where you're going to go. Uh, what would where where did you put the the business plan and the business? Yeah, account, so that Steve? to me yeah. that goes into level two. So. When we talk about that shift from level one to level two, that's going from frugality to abundance. So now you're not worried about defending against, you know, life. Now you're worried about, or now your focus has moved to what can you do in this world? How can you express your human life value, produce cash flow, build a business, uh, you know, embark on an endeavor? So this is where you start to put your weight behind things that you know you're passionate about. Uh, it could be things with, you know, with your position at work, if you're, you know, someone who's employed, uh, whether you're self-employed, maybe it's an investment into the business. Uh, if you're thinking about starting something, maybe this is your way to roll up your sleeves and, and learn and gain experience and learn through experience. Or maybe it's a new skill or an additive skill that will create or expand your human life value and make you a more ideal candidate. You know, that's, you, I think, excuse me, I think you said something critical when you said, you know, you're going to have to think about who you are 
and what that step means for you. But for the bank account and for the LLC, you know, that's a part of the offense. And that's the part of the structure that we talk about when you're starting to figure out, okay, how can I expand as opposed to just saying. So one of the things that we did was we created a bucket for it. So we had ideas that we wanted to do a podcast. Uh, we had ideas that we wanted to build a business. Uh, and we knew that it was going to take some capital. So we put money aside for the LLC. We put money aside for the business bank account. And what it did for us, when you talk about that investor discovery, it helped to facilitate a more efficient way to discover who we were as investors. So now we're getting that credit mm -hmm. from Uncle Sam. Now we're getting business credit. Now we're getting, and when I say business credit, I don't mean debt. I mean, taking certain risks that the IRS or then the eyes of Uncle Sam you get credit for. That's what we mean by the structure. So we wanted to take that office to a, another level. Um, and one of the efficient ways to do that was to create an entity for it. So that, that's our, you know, we get to, we get to create. So it, it's a fun thing for us and it could be a fun thing for you as well. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. And then, go, and then well, that's, that's great. Cause now as, as it begins to develop, as the podcast, we're giving you a little foresight, foreshadowing here, a little vision, as it begins to develop and we start venturing off and creating other opportunities, um, that's, that becomes more of a, an investor DA, how do we scale up? Now we got to have asset protection, the legacy plans. We want to, what do we want to do with this? Where do we want to take it? Is this just something that we want to just do for now? Or do we plan on planning, passing this on uh, to someone else? The same thing. And you could use this for, for real estate as well. If, you, if you're in the real estate, I'm not a, a real estate expert. So please consult somebody who is, but if you have a home, um, for example, you have a home and you own it outright and you want to do some furniture, some some refurnishing, and now you have you want to get a, you know that, that a helix, and then you you're doing that to just do repairs. That's that those are great, but where do you, why are you doing that? Are you doing it just for the repairs, or are you plan on using this house yeah. and passing it down to? How do you? Great question. At, and these this is why the mindset is important. So, a part of the what we always talk about the human life value is relationship capital. So for family out there, if you're making moves that you consider to be your legacy, you need to actually inform your legacy. Inform your family. Mm -hmm. Bring them in on it. Talk to them about it. So like he said, if you're renovating the house, uh, now, however you do that, whether you do it through the equity you built up in your home, uh, whether you have some money saved up, you know, again, you want to seek a professional, make sure you're doing, making the right moves there. But you want to start to ask these questions. This is all about the abundance mindset. It's not just the moves you make, but it's also the questions you ask. So involve your family uh, in what's going on and find ways that you can put capital behind it. Because again, this is about investor discovery. So you're, you're just, you're figuring out, we're, guys, trust me, uh, Ian and I, as we speak, we're in this phase. You know, we're figuring out who we are as investors and we're putting capital behind it, putting focus behind it, we're putting energy behind it and we're building our way to that level three and taking the next step. So this is uh, for, for those of you, again, if you find yourself in this level, 
you know, I don't want to assume, but let's, let's just make some assumptions for this level. You know, you, again, you have the six months of emergency at least. You have all your insurances in place, whether it be personally or through your employer. Uh, you probably are investing uh, in the market in some aspect, whether it be through your employer, through a sponsored plan like a 401k, or whether it be through an online broker uh, like E-Trade or Charles Schwab, and you've got a brokerage account or an IRA. Uh, so those investment types, uh, we you know if we're not passing judgment on those, I think those are important, especially when you talk about long-term planning. But we're talking about, when we talk about investor discovery, we're talking about aligning what you have innately, uh, your ability and your mental capital in whatever form it shapes, whether you are someone who's good with his hands, your interpersonal, your intrapersonal, you know, whatever your skill set may be, and aligning that with uh, a passion or a purpose and creating some type of value. So we're talking about making that type of investment and that investment discovery and all the different ways that you can have money set aside or where it should be structured. So I guess maybe that's what we should talk about a little bit is the structure at that level. You want to jump into that? You want to keep going to the. Uh... Now, let's 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 go there, because, you know, the next one's going to be the. All right. So, continue, Steve. so do what the you... the structure when we talk about level two. You know, again, you got to come to this with enthusiasm. Like, this is fun. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're at a place yeah. now where you get to create. You get to be you. You get to enhance you. You get to be better. You get to be exposed to something. You get to experience. So that structure, you know, a part of that, you know, you're dealing with the unknown. That's why level one is so important from the defensive side of things. But now let's talk about the structure to deal with the unknown of the offensive side of things. You know, you're going to need some liquidity. Uh, you're going to want to have capital that you can access so that you can attack when you see certain opportunities or when something clicks. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you an uh, example. Um, you know, for you guys out there, remember the first time you realized you knew what you were going to do and what that feeling was like and that burst, that, 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 like light bulb that goes off that that level of excitement where you like, for some reason, everything just seemed to click at that moment. And you realize like, oh, this is what I'm about to do. What we're talking about is being structured in a way that now you're able to put capital behind that, that moment. You can put it behind that feeling. And now you're starting to build on that and you're discovering who you are. So when you talk about the size and the scope of what that account should be, you know, that's where you want to seek. Uh, actually, seek some more of your own understanding as well. So that's why you want to do some research. You know, we don't know where you are from an income level, what state, what country you may be living in. You know, this changes as far as how much someone makes, if you think regionally, and then how much their cost of living. All those things are different. But we do know is if you achieve level one, and you're into level two, there is some form of your income that's completely discretionary. After you have covered your lifestyle, after you have covered your savings and investment obligations, you've got money that can still be used for something else. And what I guess we're positioning and we're uh, propositioning is that you use that to invest in yourself and go on that, what we like to call the investor discovery. 
And that may take form in so many different ways. You know, if real estate has been calling your name, that may take form in an investment company, or it may take form in a real estate license. Maybe your investment needs to be into the books to study the faster test. Maybe you don't want to go to just the license way. Maybe you want to be a broker. Uh, so, you, you know, whatever steps you have to go through for that. Uh, all of these things are going to take time, energy, and capital. And what we're saying is, no matter what that pursuit may be, make sure that, one, you carve out the time, which is critical. You carve out the energy, and you get that energy by focusing on you. And the money or the capital, you want to set that aside. And that's where you want to find the best suited place for you. But you'll know better questions when you search within and you figure out you. So when you do seek that person, you know, that, that help or that professional person, uh, you're better, you have better directed questions for them and they can better direct you down the right path of what that structure looks like for you. Well said. Well said. So, uh, we went. We went pretty. We went pretty yeah, long we might, on this one. We're gonna part uh, part three. Yeah, let's let's part three because I, I want them to be able to di- dissect this, um, digest it, and then get get back to us. We want to hear questions, feedback. Please uh, reach back out to us because um, give us give us an understanding of of our audience um, and the type of impact and what type of research we need to do. Uh, now, this book, uh, I. I'm a fan of Gary Gunnison. I'm a I'm a fan of the Rockefellers. I'm a I'm a fan of the strategies, um, but these opinions are his, um, and there's there's many more of the other opportunities. So please uh, do your due diligence on your end. Um, fact check everything. Everything we're telling you, fact check. But um, I believe I believe in opportunity, and I believe in education. So I'm looking forward to the next one. We'll be talking about. Uh, more into the peace of mind account, uh, wealth creation account, living wealthy account. So after you, and that's what you, after you transition, um, you get more of a understanding of where the money is going to go and what's it going exactly. to do yeah. um, in in these in these in these areas. And and I that just to you know piggyback and have the assist from what you was talking about. Now when you when it clicks, that money. And that cash flow is moving to create and maximize your vision and your dream and what you discovered in yourself. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the next episode. Me too, man. Me too. It's, uh, it's, it's very, very important. And then uh, we're going to talk about the saver, the spender, the personality types. It's it's just the great. It's just a great conversation I had. Uh, and then we're going to also be looking into having people come on and, and people that are in other financial areas and business entrepreneurial efforts. I'm going to hear what they, what they say and get their feedback because uh, we're all, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. Um, And um, uh, I I like to look at it from a basketball standpoint. If I'm a point guard or a shooting guard, I need somebody that could rebound, get buckets. Uh, We need to be a team and everybody needs to be the best they can be. And it's like, and that's how it is in any community. That's how it is in the, in the business community, business to business, business to consumer. You want to make sure the people that are in your market is doing amazing. Uh, another book to read, and it talks about this, is Blue Oceans. It talks, Blue Oceans is, is talks about the importance 
of having other competitive people in your market and that you want them to do well. Um, and it allows you to understand how you can bring value and um, maximize your expenses to where you can have more of a product productivity for your service. So, yes, um, sir. so we want to make sure that we bring that to you. We want to help build and shape perspective. Uh, we want to expand you guys, your minds, uh, just to make you guys, you know, better investors uh, overall. And again, we talk about investing in yourself. So we'll also be coming to you. So look out for us. Uh, we will be hitting the streets again with our genuine self. Hitting the streets. <laughs> so we will be coming out to you to a to a town near you. Uh, and we just want to get you guys. We're going to get your thoughts on all things finance. Uh, and we're looking to, you know, all things considered, with the shutdown, you know, we, we we're looking forward to it. Uh, you forget what you what you take for granted uh, once it's taken away. So we, we look forward to seeing you guys soon. And as always, you know, wherever you are, resistance, wherever you may be, keep saving, keep striving, and we'll see you guys soon. See you soon. Peace. Peace.